I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. We'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mitchell today. So Mitchell is a busy, hardworking father and a school teacher. And believe it or not, he's actually extremely busy at the moment and still working hard. So Mitch, how are we doing at the moment? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Jerry. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, well, I'm getting to speak to a lot of interesting, diverse people, much like yourself. But more importantly, I'd like to know like, what kind of things you're doing at the moment um, and what kind of things you're allowed to do, really. Um, so at the moment, we're creating lessons for our kids, exactly the same as what we would if it would be into a classroom situation, apart from it's all being done online now. Um, there are various different problems that we can come across. So some people might have access to internet, for example. So we have to find ways around that, like sending uh, packs home for them to complete instead. Uh, we're having to sign people up to different websites where we can get different resources to them. Um, and we're having to be basically on standby for 24-7, really. I'm getting messages all sorts of the day just to try and make sure these kids are getting the education they need whilst at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's like the, the day the world stood still for these kids because especially when they're coming up to like GCSE A-level time, their whole educational adult, young adult kind of, education has been geared towards this pivotal moment and then stopped. it's gone yeah it's gone um, crazy absolutely crazy mind-blowing are you getting what's what's the feel of the students like at the moment how are they i mean i can imagine from their point of view uh the motivation for them is just not there i mean the ones that are coming into school they're getting a bit of a bit of more of an advantage we say compared to some of the other kids they have teachers a uh, limited amount of teachers in per day with them i mean like we only go in once or twice a week for example uh, we'll spend some time with the kids um where they'll get on with their work online but trying to keep them motivated and trying to keep them concentrating on this i can imagine it's quite difficult when their friends are sitting there playing their xboxes they're playing their playstations on the computers you know they're, they're wrapped up in their own little world yeah. I think this is causing some sort of uh, mental instability, I think, slightly, even amongst teachers ourselves. You know, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to drill everything into these kids to get them to do it. But at the same time, we're sort of, you're fighting a losing battle, really. Yeah, massively. Massively. Um, it would be easy if we could sort of see them a bit more often, but it's... it's that's not the world we live in right now. No, no. And what about the so, so the kids that are coming into school? They're the kids are key workers, right? They are kids of key workers, or um, say vulnerables. Yeah. So people who are in have got different backgrounds to someone else, for example. <clears throat> but a large majority of them are key workers, so their their kids are coming in, and then they're spending time with us. Okay, and so I suppose that it's it's all. It's a bit of a fallback as well for some of these kids as well. They can, they can, not that it's the right thing to say, but they can kind of use it to their advantage if they're just not really in the mood to do anything. They can say, well, you know, COVID-19 means I 
don't have to work very hard at the moment, which is probably a bit of a cynical way of looking at it. What what kind of techniques are you using to, to try and get them motivated, if any? Right, so what we do is we monitor the work that they do. Okay, they have to either email it to us or the websites that we use, for example, it tells you if they've actually been accessed it, what the percentages they've got, how they've done. Um, so we are monitoring absolutely everything. I mean, it increases the workload, but again, that's where we live in right now. Yeah. And the ones that aren't doing it, they do actually get a phone call every week from their form tutor. Okay, oh, the wow. parents also have access for all of the work that they're doing so they can actually see what they are and aren't doing. Now, mm-hmm. if they're not doing it, and we report this to um, the senior leadership team, they then get a phone call or a letter home, and this is what's happening. And then if it still continues, then they go down the route of, well, we'll, we'll have to send someone out to see what's going on sort of thing, or they'll have to come into school and do their work then. Yeah. I mean, there, is, there have been some cases where they've been warned, if they continue to not do any work, they will be kept behind when they come back for a couple of hours every day until they've caught up on all of the work that they've done. So we <laughs> yeah. Have to, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's, that's enough motivation to get it done. And yeah, yeah I suppose it, they do need a bit of a gentle nudge back home as well. But I can imagine, you know, you don't know what parents are going through right now as well, because I know that I haven't been exactly headstrong every single day on the money. Um, to be fair, hourly, my headspace definitely changes. So it's, it is, hard to um, keep your mindset on track so you're at home what's, what's your home life looking at, at the moment who's who's in the household uh it's just me uh, my partner and our daughter oh and how's that at the moment uh i mean i can't go wrong i mean i'm having a great time being at home but at the same time just like you just said your head is all over the place i'm trying to concentrate on this i'd like to spend time with my daughter but at the same time, I'm, think, I'm sitting here itching, thinking I need to do something. I need to do something. I mean, for me, just to take myself away from doing all the work that I used to do, it was to go to the gym. Now, unfortunately, that's been taken away from me as well. I'm, I'm trying to fill this void with, with something to do, and I'm, I just don't have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there anything that you've, you've managed to kind of happen across? Is there anything that you're going to try and learn or... I mean, you've been very busy with work, but is there, is there anything there that you've given a go? Um, we're actually in the process of uh, trying to slag our garden, believe it or not. Now, oh, I've never nice. done anything. Me yeah. and tools don't go together, but yeah. we'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. If it goes wrong, I'll rip it up and we'll get a professional in. But I'll give it a go. Oh, nice, nice. So it's, it's mostly working on the house at the moment, yeah? Yeah, we'll try and do what we can. I mean, like we've been moving bedrooms around, moving our daughter into a bigger room. Making a smaller room into a bit of like a like a walk-in wardrobe sort of thing. Oh, nice. Try to do. So, try to keep myself busy whilst being available for these kids at the same time. But you know, it's busy, busy, busy. Anything that has kind of like stopped you in your tracks a bit, like made you think, "Whoa, where do I go here?" Is is, is there anything that's kind of stumped you, especially work-wise, that's that you've had to really dig out your resources to try and overcome? Yeah, so some of the websites where they're getting vast amount of people accessing them, for some reason, it's locked me out at home. Well, so I'm trying to dig out all of my old workbooks, trying to find resources, things that I can use to give these kids this information. But unfortunately, this information is too out of date. Yeah. So I had to drive up to work 
uh, make an appointment to go in and collect some textbooks, which has kind of put me and family at a small bit of a risk, realistically. Yeah. More than I was already in to try and get this information so I can try and give these kids the information they need. Um, if not, I mean, I've been in contact with other members of staff trying to get them to see what they can send me. Just anything I can to try and work around anything that's anything I can really. Yeah, yeah, of course, because I suppose you're the only point of contact for these kids as well at the moment, which is you know is is so important for them, and I suppose gives them an element of stability as well moving forward. Do you think there's any scope for this to be a realistic way to educate in some respect moving forward? Not full time, but at least semi part time or even tutoring moving forward there's no real way to test understanding you can give them quizzes which yeah. is it's multiple choices there's no there's no correct way of realistically chartered or how do you say sort of judging that um you can give them a question where they've got to write down the answer but what's to say they don't google it there's, yeah. there's no there's no real way of learning understanding there's no real way of how we can actually test what they are absorbing, what they're not absorbing. I mean, at the moment, it's working to a certain degree, but when they come back, that's when we're going to really see what they've learned and what they haven't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit worried for, especially the people who are at the younger end and at the top end, maybe not the people in the middle, so maybe not the year eights and year nines, <clears throat> year tens going into year elevens and year sevens going into year eights. I'm a little bit worried about what they are, have actually picked up. Yeah the information for them is starting to get more and more difficult every single year. And especially this year, it's definitely worrying up. And the direction that they're going to go in as well, like the uncertainty of that is going to be hard to, to kind of reassure them with going forward because they'll just sit and think because of their age, what if this happens again? What if this happens next year? What's the point in trying, you know? Um, which, you know, you guys are going to have to have a, you know, a serious meeting about, and you know, I take my hat off to you guys. You know, you do an exceptional job, but it must be absolutely pulling teeth at the moment. So let's move away from that now. Let's move away. Let's let's talk about how's like family life. Is there is there anything at the moment that you're you're loving about the situation? What positives are you bringing out of this at the moment? Well, because my daughter's so young, see on a daily basis the thing, the new things that she's starting to pick up. You know, the noises she makes, the, the words she says, the, the crawling, the, the climbing, you know, I'm picking all of these things up, which I, I probably would have missed if I was yeah. at work. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I'm getting to see all of these things. I'm getting to spend time with my girlfriend, which I don't normally get to do because she works in London. I only see her for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, at the moment, fortunately, she was on maternity leave anyway. But I'm getting to spend that quality time with both of them. I just wish that we could just do more than stay at home or go out for a yeah. half an hour at a time. You know, you could take her to the beach, for example, um, take her up to like kids' kingdoms, you know, playing the balls and stuff like that. You know, it's just, there's things that you wish you could do that you can't. Yeah. I'm getting that quality time that I would have otherwise missed. Yeah, which is amazing. I think time is the one thing that keeps coming back on these, um, on these interviews that I'm doing and people that are recognising that they do have a, there is a positive that can be made out of any, any kind of situation. I've had some very positive people. I've had some people that are in a bit of a negative um, mind, mindset that have, have even still said, you know, time is the one thing that we do have at the moment. And but even like you said, doing your garden, doing the slabbing and stuff is, you know, that, that's still something that you would never have been able to do. 
probably would have cost you a fortune to get someone to do it. And you know, if you watch enough YouTube videos, there's there's plenty of information of how to do it. That's um, it. But yeah, again, I suppose with having your family so close, do you think it's going to be a whole new world of readjustment with the education system, both teachers and children, because of the amount of time they've had with their family when they have to go back to school? I think so. I think there's going to have to be a lot more, um, well, let's sort self-taught from those kids. We're going to have to give you these, the information at a basic level and they're going to have to go off and they're going to have to keep recapping over and over and over again until these words sink in. Because if they see these words just once, it's gone. Okay, but if they see these words more than once, they're going to get accustomed to them. As soon as they've learned those words, they learn the meanings. Okay, and then once they learn the meaning, you learn then how you can apply that. Then you go back to the beginning and just keep going round and round and round until you know what this information is. As soon as you have this information and you know what it means, you can then apply it. But it's yeah, just yeah. trying to make sure we can recap again and again and again on this key information that they're going to need. Once they've got that, you know, they should be absolutely fine. But yeah, it's yeah. going to be a lot of work from teachers on the ground and trying to get them to do work at home. And I know they've done a lot of work at home recently, or some of them have at least, but it's going to be a lot on them just as much as it is on us. It's going to put pressure on both sides of the coin, essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I mean, have you guys had a lot of like Zoom meetings? Do the teachers do that? Is it something you have to go into school to do? How, how are you getting a lot of um, kind of reassurance from the top or is it kind of like hold tight and we'll let you know when Boris makes the next announcement? Um, so, yeah, we do do department meetings. For example, you can go into school if you wish to do that and you can use a Zoom meeting there because there is computers for us to then use and access. Yeah. Um, we actually had a Zoom meeting. I went into school today, which I, I didn't really need to, but I felt the need that I, maybe I should go there just in case I needed to send in the information off to, that I didn't have at home yeah. to these yeah. kids. Um, so that's normally done on like a, a fortnightly basis. So every two weeks we'll have one of these Zoom meetings uh, just to see how everyone's getting on, making sure that we're getting tar uh, the targets that we've been set done so that we can then progress. Mm -hmm. But we're also getting um, weekly messages. It was daily. It's gone to weekly because nothing new was realistically happening from Boris, from our head teacher. He was very, very supportive along with the SLT members. They are in constant contact, but we normally get a weekly bulletin come out explaining exactly what's going on. Yeah. But if there is ever anything that's come through that's new, he emails every member of staff there and then as soon as it's done. So he is constantly on it. He's, you couldn't ask for a better head teacher, realistically. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, which, which, you know, the communication from the top and someone leading from the front is, is always going to be of paramount importance when it comes to anything like, like education, running a business, anything, uh, because it gives reassurance to the team and allows people to, to kind of relax and know that it's not all on their shoulders, even though there is a huge amount of responsibility that you guys do carry. Um, so I'd say if, we, if you were to move into things that you maybe may have learned positively or, you know, any reassurance or advice that you do give to your, your learners, what kind of things have you kind of reassured them with or what kind of... Um, advice have you been giving yourself lately to give to them um it's trying to stay 
motivated more than anything else. Um, I was, had a phone call with uh, someone who was in my form just last week. Um, he was saying that he'd done work and he wasn't, and he was just ticking it off of his sheet and he wasn't doing it. And when I spoke to his dad, he was saying to me these things. Um, I, he was saying, I tried to confront him about his maths. It says to him, write down your calculations. He didn't do that. He just put an answer and it was wrong. And his dad confronted him about it and he, was, he got a bit irate and ended up going slamming the door and hiding in his bedroom. Yeah. Um, now, I've since spoken to this, this, uh, this child who's now actually in school where he can be helped. But it's trying to stagger your day. If you sit there for six hours, seven hours, trying to do one after the other, you're not going to get it done. I've said to them, look, you do a couple of hours here, disappear. Try and treat you like you would a school day. Have a 20-minute day, a break, 30-minute break, 40-minute break, whatever it may be, then come back to it. Okay, then you do the same thing. A couple of hours, you'll have your lunch, take an hour break, however long you need, then you go back and you do the last one. If you try and do it all in one sitting, not only is the level of work going to be poor, you're not going to want to do it. You're going to then put it off. It's then going to take twice as long as it actually should do. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same for what I'm, what I'm doing. If I sit there for any more than two hours, what I do is poor. It's absolutely poor because my head is just not in it. My motivation is not in it. I just think, oh, I just want to get this over and done with. And it ends up being useless to both them and me. So I have to stagger my day i'll spend a couple of hours doing what i need to do then i'll go off i'll go and spend some time with my daughter i'll watch tv i'll go and get something to eat we'll go out for a walk we'll do some form of exercise then we come back a couple of hours later carry on all right and then once i've done that my head's in the right place motivation's still there and i can deliver something of top quality rather than something mm -hmm. that's mediocre i think especially when it comes when it comes to anything that involves any form of creativity or any task you don't like really love, you know, and I can imagine a lot of these kids are going through that right now. It gives you that time to reflect whilst you're away from it, to look outside in. And nine times out of 10 will give you inspiration when you walk away from it, doesn't it? You know, you, you do two hours of work, you can walk away, you're not wasting any time, you're enjoying it, you're thinking about other stuff and then stuff starts popping in your head, you know, oh, wait a minute, you know, that, that reminded me of this and that. And that's when we start getting the more creative stuff in, especially like um, English work or storytelling and, and well, in most areas where we need to really think about what we're doing, we can come away and then, and then reconnect with it. And it's, it's something I do a lot with business, um, a lot with business, actually. So it's, it's interesting that you say that like that. And I think that you couldn't have hit the nail on the head anymore, even if you had tried. What kind of... What kind of stuff are you looking to work with on an individual basis when these kids do come to you? Is, is there any kind of area that you want to focus on? Is it motivation? Is it, um, you know, uh, headspace? Is it maybe talking to them about, about, about their, their own personal issues? What, what is it that you're, you're mainly focusing on? Or is, is it so individual, it's so different right now? Uh, it depends on each individual student, realistically. Each one, each one of them has their own personal needs. However, I do try and get into their head. I want to know what they're thinking. What's, what, what can we do to help them move forward? What can we do to sort of keep this, the wheel turning, essentially? Um, now, every kid is different. They've all got their own problems. They're all got, uh, some of them learn different ways. So it's trying to think outside of the box. I had a child 
email the head teacher saying, oh, I'm not doing a certain part of my work because they didn't have the app on their phone or they didn't have the internet available. So you try and think about ways outside of the box. You can get them to do this work, but it has to be maximum, maximum effort from them and you have to get maximum effort back from them. So if, if I was to um, bring up one of my form, for example, and I know one of them has just recently been diagnosed with something, I, if I can speak to that person, I can, I can get in their head and get them to do what I want them to do while trying to make them make the correct decision. So I'll give them two possible ways that this could go, both ways which is going to end up in doing what I want them to do, but mm. they're going to pick how it should be done. So I will try and swerve things round so that they think they're getting to pick when they get to do it, but they actually don't. They're doing what I want them to do, just yeah. in which order they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's just trying to get from these kids what, what is going on in your head and how can we work this? Yeah. I think that's definitely a difference between being a, just a, a person that points at a blackboard and an educator is, is understanding what's making these kids tick. And that's amazing that you're doing that, mate. And it's funny that you say that, given the two options, because it's an old sales trick that I've used. Everyone in sales uses it. You know, when you're doing a verbal, you'd ask them what, which one of these two works for you instead of saying, would you like the product? Because that way you can then, if, if you, would you like the product? They say yes or no answer. Whereas yeah. would you like the expensive one or the not expensive one? If you're still buying from me, it's just, which one do you want? And it's, it's funny that it's, it's used at every level with the, with bartering um, from teaching to selling to even buying a cheeseburger is always with or without chips, isn't there? Um, <laughs> which is amazing. Not that you can buy a cheeseburger at the moment because they're all shut. So, I mean, what kind of things are you using for your own motivation right now? Um, well, I'm just trying to stay as positive as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the sort of person who likes to sit still. I like to go out and do things. I like to do things while I'm at home. But if I can, if I can hit some form of target, so for example, I'll say to myself, right, I want all of this stuff done on the computer. I'll then sort of reward myself with, right, I'll go and watch an hour's TV, for example. Yeah. Uh, or we'll go out and do something once I've done this, but I have to do this within this time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, what keep my motivation as I've said previously, they would be going to somewhere like the gym, which on a Monday, fortunately for us, there is a gym at work, which the sports department use, which we do go in and use after, not before, just after I've done everything I need to do, then I can go in there. But nice. it, it's trying to, trying to achieve as much as possible throughout your day without actually failing to do anything, mm. if that makes sense. So you have to, you have to do something to then reward yourself with something else to keep yourself going. Oh, 100%, 100%. And <laughs> training-wise, how are you finding that when you go into that room? Are you a bit like a kid in a playground or are you, are you also struggling with motivation? Because as you know, I, I still can go into the gym. I, I can go into my gym because essentially this is like my giant 6,500 square foot home gym if I want it to be. And it's only me plus the team that, that have access to that. But... I've set up at home and where I'm doing my free sessions now for the uh, local community on our page, I'm finding that I might go once a week to the gym and have a full-on workout. I don't really feel motivated to go and use it. It almost leaves me with a bit of a sad feeling. How are you feeling when you walk into that room? 
Right, so when I walk into the room, I'm a little bit apprehensive actually because I know that the first three weeks that we were off, yeah. I didn't do nothing. And I know that I've lost so much strength. So all that progression I've made over the last year just went straight out the window. But what's useful is the fact that there's another teacher um, there who goes in the gym at the same time as me. So it's just me and him in there, okay? Um, he actually pushes me and I sort of push him at the same time. So we, was doing, we try and do compound stuff because we don't have loads of time. Yeah, yeah. So we try and get bigger movements, um, try and get the maximum out of it really. But like I said to you, where strength's gone, I'm pretty sure my spine left my body doing a 120 kilo deadlift, which is really well below my PB. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I'm in all sorts of pain today, I tell you that now, because I went yesterday. But it was, it's good to, I, I miss that feeling of where you've worked really hard and you can feel it for the next few days and you know you've worked really hard. It's a great thing, as well as the endorphin release as well. When you walk away, I mean, this is the one thing. The other day I went in and I've got a shoulder injury from playing rugby. I say playing rugby. Uh, me and my mates got drunk and played rugby um, at one of the gym parties, funnily enough, up on the AstroTurf. And uh, funny enough, me at five foot seven and weighing 84 kilos at the time came off worse against the six foot one, 105 kilo guy who hit me like a steamroller. <laughs> uh, Jake, if you're watching or listening, mate, I'm still a mess. Um, but it's completely my fault. Uh, and I can't do half the stuff I want to do at home. I've got a bar set up. I've got all this. So I thought I'll go in. I'll use the cable so I can get a, a decent workout just doing a bit of a push motion using variated a variation of equipment because a bar is no good for any pressing. But where I'm doing the online workouts for free, I'm doing so many press-ups, my shoulders had no time to, to kind of uh, heal. Yeah. And the other day I went in to try and do chest with, um, with cables and straight away it was like being shot. Like one movement, bang, oh, God. Oh, it was horrendous. So I kind of came out walking like Quasimodo and thought, you know what, I'll probably just give that a bit of a, a knock on the head for a bit. I'll probably just leave the chest alone so I'm glad that you're still getting that motivation wise and I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, you're still smashing it for the for the gym scene so moving out from this then you know we always try and get as much pearls of wisdom and stuff so anyone that's kind of in education and struggling a bit at the moment what kind of uh, what kind of bits of advice would you would you give them at the moment um, for people who are trying to get their work done or the teachers who are trying again to try and get their work done the best thing you can do is prepare to the max. You have to make sure that you have your lesson, you have a contingency, and a contingency for your contingency. Yeah. Because at one point or another, someone is going to say, this isn't working, I don't understand, I don't know what I'm doing. So you have to have all of these contingencies in plan just to make sure you get what you want from that session. So I will make sure that all of my work is all posted at the weekend. I've mm. then got the rest of the week to make sure that I can focus directly on what those kids need. So my contingencies are there for those individual needs for the, each one of those pupils. So that when they come to me and say, I don't understand, they come to me and they say, I can't do this, I can't open this, I can't do this. I make sure that this is there for them. But it all comes down to planning your day. Don't sit there for hours. As I've said already, you will not get anything done. You have to sit there for small chunks at a time. Once you've got those chunks out of the way, you'll be fine. But you just have to make sure 
you stagger your day. If you do not stagger your day, you are going to achieve nothing. Not only through work, not only at home, everything is going to come to a halt. And then you're going to feel depressed and then it all goes downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. And then before you know it, you've got a stack of wine bottles on your drive. You're ashamed to get out in the morning, which um, I have definitely done a few times. We had to drag the bottle bin last time we put it out. That's how bad it was. I couldn't pick it up. Uh, you know, being like bottle Jenga. Uh, so we've knocked that on the head a bit. Um, and then what about some bit of advice? Um, I kind of warn everyone about this one, but if you were to go back in time to which about seven weeks ago, I think it was, um, well, seven weeks ago since we had to shut the gym, but about six weeks since we went into lockdown. If you had to go back and say, uh, Mitch, mate, I've got some info for you. It's going to be okay, but just make sure you do this, this, and this. What kind of a, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Well, I would make sure I had all of the resources that I need for these kids already at home. I would also make sure that I have resources for myself so that I can keep myself occupied and my family whilst we're here. So, for example, there's loads of things I could be doing around the house right now, and I can't do it. Um, there's loads of things that I could have been doing um, work-wise that I couldn't have at the time until last week when I had to go back in and get all these resources. Gym-wise, there's loads of things I could have ordered loads of equipment. I could have set all this up and I could have been ready and I wouldn't have lost nothing. You know, I, I would. Have, you just have to over-prepare for the situation. But I just wish that I'd have known this was coming because I could have got so much more done around this house. My whole garden would have been completed. Um, I'd have got, for example, I've got a car sitting in my driveway. I'd have got rid of that. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's things that I could have done differently, but it's too late to now go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else I can do now. <laughs> mate, you seem to have, you seem to be doing it pretty well, mate. You seem to be staggering out your day, planning well. The passion I can hear for you, for, you, for, for your kids, for, for these kids, you know, is is high, which is all they need when it comes to education, um, when it comes to any form of coaching, uh, be that in the classroom, on the on the pitch or in the gym or wherever. Any form of coaching just needs passion uh, and obviously knowledge, which you have both of, mate. And it's, it's, it's lovely to hear that you're putting so much onto this and making the sacrifices that you are um, which must be hard, you know, with the young family as well. It must be hard having that level of sacrifice that you're putting in, especially being called into, you know, the not not really the best situation to, to go into a big school right now. But it's, it's amazing that you're doing that, mate. And I do say thank you for that. I'm going to touch on a few things on here because we are going to come into a close. Um, the, the biggest take-home for me from this is staggering your day, doing things in bite-sized chunks. Um, absolutely love that. I'm going to make a sound bite of that. And I'm going to put that out for everyone. Um, as well as when we do press the stop button for the record, I'm going to continue chatting to you, Mitch, uh, because if there are any links or anything that I can put onto people to help them from an education or a mindset standpoint right now, I'll pick your brains about that. So we can help anyone that is listening. Guys and girls, if you are listening and you have enjoyed today's podcast or video, depending on what platform you are listening on, please do press that share button. We want to help as many people right now as we can. And, you know, like Mitch says, it's all about planning and preparation. And this will help people hopefully do that if they are feeling a bit lost at the moment. Also, give us a cheeky comment below. You know, keep it clean and keep it nice. Okay, and keep it kind. 
and we'll always get back to you. Also, if you do feel like you do have a story and you'd like to tell that story, do get in touch. Either, uh, either message me on the ABC Gym page or just comment in the comments uh, below and we can get in touch and get you on the podcast. But for now, guys, thank you so much. Mitch, mate, thank you so much for that. That was fantastic to hear that. And we'll be, we'll be speaking to you guys fairly soon. See you soon.